Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. What is now? ESPN Radio. I didn't have a, an idea in mind of what the uh, correct answer was going to be. And then I decided that it certainly is Soundgarden just because uh, Chris Cornell, the uh, one of the great voices in rock history. He is also the lead singer of one of my other favorite bands, Audio Slave, and I loved his solo stuff as well. So congratulations to the one of you out there that said Soundgarden as the top uh, grunge band of all time. You are the lucky winner of a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, as well as a pair of tickets to the opening evening, the debut of season number two of Grizz Hockey. Friday night, 7.30, puck drops, Idaho in town uh, to take on the Grizz Hockey team. Tune in every Wednesday. We'll have an opportunity for you to win wings and tickets to Grizz Hockey uh, sounds like a hell of a night to me, so keep it tuned. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the uh, new ESPN Montana app. Happy to be here with you, coming to you through the ESPN Montana studio. ESPN uh, Montana is part of the Missoula Broadcasting Company, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and proud to say so. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? One of our good friends, Sam Herter, national FCS analyst for Hero Sports, swung by to talk all the way around the FCS uh, Big Sky Conference and otherwise. We also heard from Ty Okada, a senior uh, defensive back for the Montana State Bobcats, and uh, also gave you some Grizz hockey tickets and uh, some Desperado wings and gave you some of the who, what, when, where, why uh, of the upcoming Grizz hockey season. You can find all of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store. The M Store has a, a in-stadium store, so the next time the Grizz are at home, it's not going to be till October 15th, but go check out the M Store at Washington Grizzly Stadium. You can also check out the M Store's new location there uh, at the corner of Higgins and Broadway. Beautiful location, all sorts of great Grizz gear for you. The uh, Nuanas Now podcast also presented by The Advocates, reminding you that you deserve an advocate, and it's also presented by the Montana State Bookstore, Montana State's Bookstore, doing something cool. They're giving some of the proceeds back to make sure textbook Prices are low, so we appreciate all those great sponsors uh, of the Nuanas Now podcast. We're joined now in studio 
by a guy you hear on the radio airwaves all the time. He's the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. He's also now the voice of the Grizz hockey team, Jeff Safford. Happy to have him back in the fold in a full-time capacity here uh, at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Uh, welcome back, man. Uh, I'm glad you survived the endless amount of miles on the bus. How you doing? Yeah, doing pretty well. Got a couple of days to kind of hit the reset button after the end of baseball. But, yeah, it's great to be back here under this roof also. This kind of my second family, if you will, here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, of course, with the great organization of the Paddleheads have been fabulous with me the last two years. What was the craziest or weirdest experience you had on the road this year during uh, riding the bus? Because that's part of it, right? Minor League Baseball, you ride the bus. That's what you do. You just sit there and ride the bus. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, lot of long trips. Um, one in particular was the most brutal. The most brutal trip by far was over the 4th of July weekend. Okay, so we played a game. Actually, it was the fireworks night here in Missoula against Idaho Falls on July 1st, which was a great night at the ballpark. place was packed, had the second largest crowd in the history of Missoula Pro Baseball. Just a great night. Jason Newman hit a big dinger. The whole place went nuts. Then we have to drive the next night, play a game in Boise, which is nine hours away. So we drive overnight to Boise. Okay. That's leg one. Leg two, we go from Boise to the Flathead to play wow. the Range Riders. Again, with no day off. So not 10, 11 hours in a row. Boom, straight through again. So that was, I'll never forget seeing one of relief pitchers, John LaRosa, ended up not finishing the year with the club because he had some shoulder issues, injury problems. But never forget seeing him in, we stopped at the Bonner Town Pump, that truck stop outside Bonner just to get some, like, breakfast burritos. And he looked like he saw a ghost, like that he was, like, in some other universe of sleep deprived who knows what <laughs> it was just like it was like you all right man he was like oh no like he was just out of it that and of course the funniest i think bus moment had to be was referred to as the plank okay nate boyle rookie pitcher um pitched with the bismarck's larks a collegiate woodbat team that's where the paddleheads found him right and they bring him in and he's kind of a health guy. And somebody challenged him. I'm not even sure how this came about. But we're driving back from Great Falls. And we're going 200 to the Rocky Mountain Front. So picture that Rocky Mountain Front, this crazy Montana background. And somebody challenged Nate Boyle to a plank contest. You can't do a plank for this long on a bus. Wow. So it became a big thing over beverages at at a establishment downtown I won't mention. But um but you can get where I'm going with that. Sure. <laughs> and for about I want to say 10 or 15 minutes, Nate Boyle's out there planking away. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding, you know, and he's he had like two 30 second breaks and he's sweating on the bus and it's like oh my word, you know, it's like oof. Well, I guess it's now the plank herd around the world. <laughs> This is like the atomic sit-up on heavyweights, if you know what I'm talking about. Like the kids say, if you know, you know. Jeff Saver joining us in studio talking with his little pal heads and some Grizz hockey, a little review and preview. Uh, on a serious note, though, 
Uh, the Palheads, a banner year, a record-setting year in a variety of fashions, whether it was their team performance, their amount of wins, their dominance, the fact that they won the first and the second half, hosted uh, the, the Northern Division playoffs, and then also got a Grand Junction up here for the Pioneer League Championship. Uh, but then it all came to a, a seemed like a very abrupt halt because uh, Missoula had been rolling all year long. I mean, it, it had been a very rare occasion to watch the Paddleheads lose consecutive games, and then they did exactly that at the end of the year. So how do you put this uh, into perspective? On one hand, you got to think that's just kind of how baseball goes, especially when you play sort of a longer season, you know, 95 regular season games, and then it can be decided in just a, a three-game series. But uh, nonetheless, ton to be celebrated and uh, a ton of great memories this year for the Paddleheads and a ton of great records that will stand uh, at least until the next season, but I think ones that are quite a ways out there that'll be pretty hard to replicate. So what do you think of just the way this thing ended, though? So disappointing for Missoula. Yeah, it really was. It was wild. You kind of said, I thought, abrupt was a good way to put it. Um, and really, you got to give credit to Grand Junction Rockies. I mean, they came in knowing, and the reason that whole series was in Missoula was kind of an odd circumstance. They play in a multi-use facility in the, let's, the Grand Junction area, and CSU Mesa, an NAIA program, also uses it for football. And there was a football game on the day of what was supposed to be the scheduled game one of the league championship, and with them being the team that doesn't have home field advantage, them hosting game one, and then Missoula would have game two and game three on in their home ballpark, then it's kind of, well, you're kind of out of luck, so to speak. And so the whole series ends up in Missoula, and you're thinking, all right, here comes this club in here coming into the belly of the beast, a ballpark that the Paddleheads had only lost 10 games in all season. You know, Missoula's probably thinking they're sitting pretty good, but... That team came in, and they were just loose, and they executed, got great at-bats, good pitching, and you never would have known that they were the team that was the underdog. I mean, they just kind of owned the this. I, it was just this confidence they had coming into the ballpark, and then I thought, you know, they start feeling a little tight knowing that the end is close and they're getting pushed and guys trying to play hero ball, so to speak, and especially in... Game one, pitching-wise, guys getting into 1-0, 2-0, 3-1 hitters counts that are favorable for pro hitters, something we haven't seen Paddlehead's pitchers do too much this year. And it just kind of snowballed out of control. And you got to give, again, Grand Junction credit for playing confident and coming in and executing the game plan. Got him a championship. First championship for Grand Junction in a really long time, too, right? 40-something years. And here's here's an, the interesting part about it. The Grand Junction, their iteration of the franchise, had never won a title since they had moved to Grand Junction. They came from Casper, Wyoming, mm. where they were from 2001 to 2012. But you know where the franchise was from the 70s up to, to the 2000s? Butte. Yes, the Butte Copper Kings. Which were uh, just wildly fav- wildly popular uh, during their time in the Mining City and then uh, lost popularity because Butte lost so much population. But, I mean, there's still a, a there's something, uh, there, there's some lore about the Copper Kings that and still so, lingers, lingers in Butte. Right, and the last championship was a Butte Copper Kings title in the 80s, 1981. So it had been 41 years that that franchise in any way, shape, or form had seen a championship, 
which is pretty cool. And you know who else also played for the Copper Kings in 2000? The manager, Bobby Jinks, who was also a major league champion with the Chicago White Sox in, uh, I think it was 2006. He was on that team when it was an all-star selection, was a great arm in those years. Big, strong right-hander. It was kind of wild seeing him these years later, guys that I, you know, guy I obviously watched as a kid. Here's big, giant Bobby Jenks. Like, wow, this is kind of cool. But When you think about this Paddlehead season then, how do you sort of put it in perspective? Because you can't really win at a higher clip than they did no. uh, during the regular season. So it, it is sort of unfortunate that it ended like it did uh, if you're Missoula, yet there's just so many great uh, records that they set. I mean, Jason Newman's home run record is unbelievable. I mean, what, the other guy who was almost hitting 400, did he did he get the 400 mark, or how did that he finish was, out? That was uh, Lamar, Sparks. Lamar Sparks. He was at yeah. um, 399 oh, batting average. But but Jason Newman, 32 homers. and <laughs> That's it, crazy. Yeah, just un- <laughs> and, by the like way, he also games. hit 370 right. and was one. I mean, how, and many was, how many RBI did he have? And it was something? one RBI off the league record, which was kind of was one of those instances he was sitting on 115 RBIs with six games left again when they were playing the last six on the road against the Hawks, and there were a number of games that they were resting Newman a little bit. So maybe would have had a few more opportunities if the race towards the end was a little bit tighter. Who knows? But still, 115 RBIs lead record was 116. Um, Nick Gatewood also broke the league doubles record from last year also with 36 during the regular season. And it's hard to be too disappointed when you win 69 out of 95 games. I mean, that's just incredible. And Michael Schlack also is a great leader and has built a really great culture in the Paddlehead franchise that I think in... He talks about this, too. I think the coolest thing about the culture, it's not just the team on the field. It's just the great guys in the clubhouse that just love being in the Missoula community in general. They love to go fly fishing. They love to visit area. They love their host families. They love the front office. It's one of the biggest changes in dynamic is that no matter how much the guys that played for the Osprey loved Missoula, they were also 100% number one goal was to get out of Missoula as fast as you can because their whole goal was to climb through the minor league ranks. There's a lot of guys that are taking this as, you know, this is the professional team that they play for, and they get to live in a great town to do it, and uh, they're really embracing the lifestyle of living in Missoula. Yeah, the one guy that's the perfect example of that, that really embraced Missoula for what it is, amazing city and everything that goes with it, is Brandon Riley. Brandon sure, Riley. favorite, starting center fielder. Starting center fielder. He was in the Cardinals system, was a UNC Tar Heel. Like, his baseball pedigree, his background, it speaks for itself. He's been a lot of different places in baseball. And he knew that these last couple of years with the Paddleheads were most likely going to be it for his career. And he just loved, he always said how much he loved this city. And, I mean, him and his wife were out at, his wife was at games every night and, you know, talking with all the locals and getting to know season ticket holders and everything else. And to me, that was so cool. And and it was kind of, and and it seems like with the issues he's had with his back that he's not going to be able to continue playing ball. He had a lot of issues with his back. But uh, 
But how many times are you going to see at the end of a minor league season a guy sitting in the dugout like four hours plus after a game because he's disappointed it's over? It's You're not going to see it in too many places. So from that respect, you ought to feel happy about the organization that you're a part of and group of guys that you get to be around. ESPN Roundtable here on Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads and about to be the voice of the Grizz hockey team, sitting in with us here uh, on your Wednesday. Paradise Falls, a outstanding gathering place for family and friends. They have breakfast, lunch, dinner, 18 big screen, uh, 30 big screen TVs, excuse me, 18 draft beers. Don't want to get the numbers mixed up. They got prevalent beers and even more prevalent televisions. They also have a sports bet Montana machine. Great place to watch football on Saturdays, on Sundays, any day of the week the football's on. They'll have it on down there at Paradise Falls. And uh, they can also put the Grizz hockey game on for you as well. Thanks to Paradise Falls for the continued sponsorship of the ESPN Roundtable. Paradise Falls, located on the south side of Missoula, 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hot spot. Uh, last question about the Paddle has before we talk some uh, Grizz hockey, Jeff. Uh, the uh, What do you think is the primary emphasis for this upcoming offseason? Because year one, ton of excitement. I think the Paddleheads were going to be very popular and uh, very talked about no matter what level of success they had, but then they were very successful and they won the championship. The next year, the dynamic is very defined as the defending champs. How do you replicate year one? And by all uh, accounts, besides the very ending of the season, they were better, right. which was very impressive. What's the the emphasis for year three then? Uh, how do they sustain uh, this, this level of dominance that they've had over the Pioneer League the last two years? Well, I think it all starts with their manager, Michael Schlack. I mean, he's basically been given free reign by the Paddlehead front office to go out and get any players that he can and he wants. And I think it's smart from their point of view to let Schlack have the keys to the car, so to speak, and they kind of take a back seat and let him steer the ship because he knows exactly, he's shown, obviously, that he knows the type of guys to bring in to be successful at this level. And Schlack will be able to use his contacts. I mean, he's been able to build a wide array of them. If you go on his Twitter profile, you'll see he has over 25,000 followers on Twitter. So the guy is pretty well connected in general. But the challenge will become, I believe, other teams trying to go after him, so to speak. Target other backs. And looking at the two I'm going to circle specifically are the new guys on the block, the Glacier Range Riders, yep. they have a lot of stuff to figure out also. I mean, heck, you went into their... This isn't trying to dock on what they did. They did a great job getting this ballpark put together in sh- such a short timeline. But still, when you walk around the park and there's some drywall hanging around sure, in some right. areas, they're still just trying to figure things out. But I expect them in year two, they've seen 90-plus games. They saw the Paddlehead score seven runs against them in the bottom of the ninth inning for a walk-off win. That was a crazy game. But um, they've seen the battle, and they now will look to try to go up against the paddle hits. Another franchise they'll look at would be Billings and Jim Riggleman's club. Sure, Jim Riggleman, obviously, will know a few people and yep. will know better how to recruit at this level. Because, again, yes, Jim Riggleman had been in affiliated ball, the big leagues, all that, his whole career, but Independent ball is a whole different deal. You're not getting guys 
sent to you, sure. so to speak. It's up to you to go find Identify, them. Yeah. So I would look at those two teams, especially also with Billings getting so close against the Paddleheads in that Northern sure. Division playoff. That was a great series leading to that really championship good. series. Also, best of three. Two, the two games in Missoula, especially low scoring. Billings in the top of the ninth tied the, and then took the lead in extra innings, descended to game three, and then it was back and forth, I think four to two final score and the deciding games. So Billings has to feel like, hey, we're right there. And we build our pitching a little bit better, maybe get some bigger bats in there. We'll be right there with the paddleheads also. So that's, that's what I would expect. Teams to look at the paddleheads and their model and say, how do we beat Michael Schlack, basically. Nuance now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. This is our ESPN Roundtable. Jeff Safford joining us here in studio. Jeff's uh, back here at his little broadcasting company in a full-time capacity. Happy to have him, him back in the fold. You'll be hearing him on this show from time to time. You'll also be hearing him in a producer role sometimes. You'll also be hearing his uh, tones on the uh, the advertisements that we got going here in Missoula Broadcasting. So uh, happy to have him back in the fold. And uh, most prevalently moving forward, you'll hear him on the call for Grizz Hockey Games. Uh, so first question for you, this is just on a personal level. Sure. Uh, you're so good at baseball, and you've, all, you've also been doing baseball for a really long time. To me, it seems as if hockey has got to be the hardest play-by-play sport to, to do. I mean, the puck is going 200 miles per hour all over the place. Guys are jumping over the wall. If you've never been to a hockey game live, you've only ever watched it on TV, go. Go to a hockey game live. It is a completely different sport. It is the sport that is accentuated by the live experience more than any other sport, in my opinion, my, as far as team sports at least. you Half of what happens in a hockey game you can't tell on TV because they're only following the puck. But all the other stuff's going on on the other side of the ice. Guys are fighting down here, jumping over the wall, checking each other, all this stuff. But how do you get tuned up to to figure out how to follow all the action? I mean, this is a whole new pursuit for you. A lot of it's just trying to listen to a lot of the greats that have done it before. Sure. You know, and obviously you can't try to emulate these guys, but you can try to take little snippets of how – their pace flows and and really baseball I maybe I'm tooting my own horn here but baseball is no cakewalk to call either it's I mean it's a little bit of a different animal there For being sure. a lot more downtime sure but how you said hockey is just so adrenaline yeah that's how I'm just going to try to approach it just try to be high energy not try to get in the way so to speak because I know that's a big thing with True hockey guys also. If you talk to Steve Healy, who's going to be running the camera for the stream that you'll see on the ESPN Montana app, he tells you that some guys get in the way too much. Just let the game speak for itself. So it's like, all right, I'll just go that way then. Well, let's talk about this uh, Grizz hockey season. This is an interesting one, too, because uh, last year they harnessed the the popularity part of it, certainly. I mean, they basically sold yeah. out every single game. And... Uh, the results were um, sort of a roller coaster, but nobody really seemed to care because they were just happy to be down at Glacier Ice Rink, watching live hockey, drinking cold beer, having some fun. Uh, but now the the brand has helped expand the the level of player that they can recruit. Uh, I think it's uh, been a boon for the university because because you know I mean you got to think too. That's the other part about the club model that is. I think cool and perhaps even futuristic in terms of the influence it's going to have on athletic departments. I think that revenue sharing in athletic departments is a very hard challenge. Oftentimes, 
you're you're stealing from Peter to pay Paul, basically, right? Even if your football program makes millions of dollars because of Title IX and stuff, you have to have all these other sports, which enhances the campus culture, to be sure. It diversifies the athletic department. That's great. But the funding is disproportionate, whereas at a club level, if a sport matters, you can fund it, and then you can determine your own budget, your own funding, and all that. But the other thing is, now the girls hockey team, they're bringing in all sorts of these out-of-state students to the University of Montana. That's a great thing. You're going to have most of these young men as out-of-state guys paying tuition, boosting the enrollment, boosting the diversity of the campus culture, and that's a great thing. Uh, so kudos to girls hockey for having a positive impact on the University of Montana as well. Uh, but what do you think of just uh, this this team then? Because I find it infinitely fascinating that you could have guys on a on a college team that could be five, six, seven, eight, nine years apart. You don't even know. I mean, <laughs> they, they they could have they'd be in totally different spaces of their lives and totally different backgrounds. It seems like it's going to be a fascinating collection of uh, of personalities and characters on this Chris hockey team. Absolutely, and I think that's what makes it easy to get behind a team like that also you find your players that you like so to speak as from a character point of view I'll look back at my time with Grizz Lacrosse another club program led in part by Tucker Sargent who is very involved also with Grizz Hockey sure a lot of those guys were just fun characters to get behind I'll use their all-conference defenseman Justin Rink as an example Justin Rink, if you saw Justin Rink, you would be very afraid. This dude <laughs> was 6'3", six, 6'4", six, like strong, big, and he put on the crazy eye paint and just was this freak on the field. Just this athletic, just menace. You know, you'd think, especially playing at Washington Grizzlies Stadium, that Bobby Houck would be out there somewhere peeking around like, oh, who the heck's this guy? For real, though. You know, and you just, you find these characters like this that are just cool guys with great stories that are just this big, strong guy in the field. But off the field, he's got his cat on a stream and from his apartment that he likes to check in on from time to time. (laughs) You know, that's kind of the dichotomy you see, you know, just these interesting characters that are fun to get behind. And, And it's cool to see guys from all over the place also. You mentioned a lot of guys from... Outside the state of Montana, 22 of the 30 players on the roster are from outside of Montana, one of which being from B.C. And also got a shout-out to the defenseman out of Manaqua, Wisconsin. north Up north, Manaqua, Wisconsin, that's a great area. I've been there multiple times. But that's a cool part of it also. And it's awesome. number of players from Missoula, eight from the state of Montana on the club also. So if you want to see guys from other places, that's awesome. But if you want to see guys from right here in Zootown, they'll be suiting it up for the Grizz also. Jeff Safford, voice of Grizz Hockey, joining us here on Nuwana's Now. They open their season against Idaho on Friday night. Okay, last thing for you then. What are you going to be watching? I know you're play-by-play first and foremost, but also as you get to know the team, you start to analyze it as well. But, I mean, what are you watching right out the gates here against Idaho, if anything? Well, there's a good amount of players coming back from, you know, you're trying to build your culture last season, trying to build it up, get guys fired up for the future. And now you got guys that are trying to build it up, coming back for year two, where now it's go time. They know what to expect. They know what the competition level is. They know what the expectation is. They know what it's like to play in the city of Missoula. Great atmosphere at the Glacier Ice Arena and 
all that. When you bring back a large bulk of players, Zach Lawson, their leading goal scorer from a yep. season ago, he's their only their real like talented guy. That I shouldn't put it that way, but their main group of guys that isn't coming back. Players like Case Balk and Jackson Knutson, two of their other leading goal scorers, both coming back this season as well. So there's a lot to be excited about. Um, last time University of Idaho was here also, they took a licking from the Grizz also back in the month of December. That was a game I actually was on the call of, for last year. So if you're Montana, chance to get off to a good start at home, get the Grizz crowd all excited for you, get the... They got, I heard from Tucker, they're testing out some new lights and a few fog machines. They got the dancers out there. There's going to be a shuttle from the university campus at 645 and 715 for all students and the general public that wants to come out. Take that to the Glacier Ice Arena if you don't want to deal with parking. So come on out. It's going to be a great night. Chris Hockey, their uh, much-anticipated debut Friday night. Jeff Safford will be on the call here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN Montana app. Excited for that. Stay tuned tomorrow as well because we'll have some more uh, Grizz hockey tickets for you. Thanks for being here, man. This was fun. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Jeff Safford here on the ESPN Roundtable. ESPN Roundtable presented proudly by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls is a great place for breakfast, lunch, dinner. They have early and late happy hours, 30 big screen TVs, and 18 draft beers. Go check them out there on the south side of Missoula, 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Time now for a Grizz Star of the Week, Robbie Houck. Many accolades this week, a historic mark at the University of Montana, a Big Sky Conference Weekly Award, and his first touchdown as a Grizzly for good measure. The Montana senior captain joins us next here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Little Metallica for you. I know this is a, a, I don't know, is controversial the right word? Probably not. Those hardcore Metallica fans have been around since the beginning. They didn't like it when Metallica cut their Metallica cut their hair, and uh, you know started doing a little bit more hard rock, a little bit less speed metal. But Load and Reload, uh, two of my favorite albums. I'm just a Metallica junkie. What can I say? Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television, 
and the uh, ESPN Montana app. Thanks for being here with us. If you don't have the app, please go get it. What is more daunting than traveling across the country to play at Florida uh, in Gainesville at the Swamp, one of the great venues in all college football? Well, how about trying to figure out how to make the trip and trying to figure out how to play the game when there's a hurricane? (laughs) I shouldn't laugh because it's not a great situation, but that's what's going down. Eastern Washington has the unenviable task of playing their second powerhouse program in the span of four weeks. They played Oregon, then they took a bye, then they hosted Montana State last week, and now they got to go to Florida. And the game has been postponed. Uh, I guess it should, I should say rescheduled. They're pushing it back a day. It's going to take place on Sunday now instead of on Saturday. I don't really know how much that helps. <laughs> I mean, it's it's my uh, humble estimation that if a hurricane occurs, that uh, it's not going to be, uh, you know, anything but a, a catastrophic event. But regardless, uh, Ben Hill Griffin Stadium is the site of it, and it will now be take place at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard time on Sunday. So... I'm so interested. A couple years ago, Northern Colorado had their game against uh, Florida canceled because of similar reasons. This was a handful of years ago. And I was scouring the internet trying to figure out if that contract got paid or not. Sometimes these contracts have quote-unquote act of God clauses in them where the team that's supposed to do the payout... um, can get out of the contract if uh, if the uh, natural disaster occurs. I I don't know, though. I know this. Eastern Washington wants to play this game because they need to play this game. They wouldn't have scheduled this game if they didn't need to play this game. They need to play the game against Florida just like they needed to play the game against Oregon uh, because of uh, financial reasons. I hear Andrew uh, on the, the phone here, so uh, I guess it's time to go. We're going to do it. We were going to take one more break and uh, then come back, but instead... We'll go to the Rangers Brothers Army phone line. It's time for our Grizz Star of the Week. It's presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Bob Ward's a staple in the sporting goods industry in this community and around the state of Montana. They also have an in-stadium store there at Washington Grizzly Stadium, so swing by uh, Bob Ward's next time the Grizz are in town. They are in town next on October 15th. Uh, we go to the Rangers Brothers Army phone line now. Welcome in. Robbie Houck. He's the Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Week. Recently now named as the all-time leading tackler in the history of the University of Montana and uh, scored a touchdown to boot. Robbie, thanks for joining us, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, first and foremost, uh, just take us through the touchdown because, uh, first of all, when was the last time you scored a touchdown? God, you know, it's funny. Everybody's been asking me that. I can't even remember. I would assume uh, my senior year of high school at some point, so that seems like 10 years ago. Yeah, well, with all the COVID years and the reschedulings and everything, it might have actually been 10 years ago. But uh, when, yeah. the, when the ball's flying through the air, what do you think? Because you obviously, you guys obviously knew that you'd have at least an opportunity when, when Portland State lines up for a 54-yard field goal to maybe return that thing. It looked like you had a little bit of a blocking scheme in front of you too, but when the ball's flying through the air, what's going through your head? Well, first, I was surprised he didn't get it all the way to the back of the end zone. That's where I originally lined up. And, uh, you know, we practice that play every Friday 
um, each week of practice, and we've never called it. But, uh, you know, I had to run up and uh, make a catch on it, and I, I, I dropped it, which I'm kind of bummed about. But uh, I was still able to advance it, and, um, you know, the, everybody on defense blocked their tails off and made it easy for me. Such a thrill, but also such a huge momentum boost going into the locker room. Just tell me about that element of this Grizz team. I mean, that's always been a trademark of Bobby Houck's teams is trying to harness that momentum, and then once you get it, put the throttle down and just uh, run away from the other team. You guys are doing that at such a high level right now, though, shifting the momentum, then harnessing it and riding it. Uh, how were you guys able to do that on Saturday? Because Portland State came in with a plan. They pulled everything out of the bag. All of a sudden, it's 17-14. Looks like a competitive homecoming game in Missoula. And uh, then you blink your eyes, and it's 39-14 at halftime. So what is it about this team that can harness that momentum and carry it like you guys have been able to do so well? Well, I uh, I definitely think it's the way we prepare, you know. I mean, like you said, Portland State came in here. They're ready to go. They play hard. They don't quit. Coach Barney. Um, gets them ready to go each week, and uh, it's always tough when we play them. But, uh, you know, just, just how we train and how we practice. You know, like like you said, the scores on special teams are huge, and those uh, those are big body, body blows to teams. And, um, you know, we, 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 uh, we, we work hard at that stuff during the week. And, um, you know, when we're, when we're able to score on special teams and, um, you know, cause turnovers on defense, it's, uh, it's a big-time advantage for us. Robbie Houck joining us. He's our Grizz Star of the Week. It's presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Robbie was the Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Week uh, this last week. And one thing that's interesting, Robbie, that you know, as I've gotten older, I always try to remind myself, think about what you're doing right now in your life and then think about what you, when you were like 8 years old or 10 years old, would think of what you're doing right now. And that's what I always think about when I think about having a radio show in my hometown in Missoula and broadcasting the great people of the state of Montana. But it's probably pretty similar for you. I mean, a guy that was a little kid when your dad was first coaching uh, the University of Montana. So when you think about it, what do you think 8-year-old Robbie Houck would think of being the all-time leading tackler in the history of the University of Montana? Oh, well, it's a dream come true. I don't even think it would have been possible, you know. I mean, it's it's uh it's it's amazing to think about and reflect on and uh um, you know, I'm I'm proud and uh you know, I'm 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 very blessed and fortunate to be a part of such a great program and uh yeah, it's been the best years of my life and uh it might be the best years of my life uh you know, as time goes on. Well, I think you got a lot of great stuff ahead of you, but certainly enjoy this while it lasts because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Just talk about that part of the team, though, because you guys seem to really be embracing this opportunity. It's taking a lot of hard work, a lot of enduring a lot of adversity, particularly with you know the canceled 2020 season and all that stuff. So what has been the factors that have brought this team together? It seems like you guys are such a cohesive group, such a huge part of your success. How have you guys gotten to this point? Well, I just say, you know, through our training, the amount of like you said, through COVID and uh, all the years that we've we've been together, even even some of the guys that haven't been here for very long feel like they've been here forever. And I think it's just because of uh, you know us working together. Um, we're close. We all do stuff together. Um, you know, in the off season and in our free time. Um, and then uh, you know, I don't know. It's just you know, it's a, it's a really it's a really tight team. There's just something about it, and uh, everybody's competitive, and uh, you know, wants to win each week and i think that's that's a, that's a signs of a special team so i uh I, i'm just very proud of everybody and i'm uh, i'm very blessed to be a part of it well i know that uh 
Coach Elk and uh, the defensive staff particularly is never going to let you guys rest on your laurels. There's no uh, complacency allowed in this Grizz program. And so rather than asking you what I think you guys are doing well defensively, because I know you're just going to tell me you got a lot of stuff to work on, what do you got to work on? What are the points of emphasis uh, as you continue to try to operate at a higher level as a unit? Well, uh, shoot, I guess I'll give you a specific example. I mean, everybody saw some of those uh, those gimmicky trick plays that Portland State hit us on a few times. I mean, that all has to do with your eyes and playing your fundamentals. So um, that's something that we have to continue to work on is just trusting yourself and trusting your other teammates that are out there. Um, and then just day one stuff, you know. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, our, our scheme and everything that we're doing there, but also just, uh, you know, the uh, technical skills on, you know, tackling and, you know, getting off blocks or, you know, blitz angles, things like that. So, Robbie Houck joining us here on Nuance Now, ESPN Radio, our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. Uh, how about this upcoming matchup then, a trip to Pocatello? Uh, it's been a minute since you guys have been to Pocatello. Have you guys been to Pocatello since uh, since Bobby Houck's return to Montana? No, we haven't. This is the uh, the final place in the Big Sky that I haven't played, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I do remember, you know, the la- I mean, it's always been a battle going to Pocatello for the Grizz. Um, you know, I do remember. I actually, the last time uh, my dad, Coach Halk, was coaching coaching here, I think it was 2008 or 2009, um, trip to Pocatello. I was on that on that trip, and, um, you know, we had to drive. We, we, we screwed a lot of things up early, and um, we had to drive down and hit a game-winning field goal at the end of the game to – to beat them so it's uh, everybody's locked in and well aware of that and uh it's gonna be a good game on saturday yeah i remember that one vividly i think it was 2008 and it uh it was 12 to 10 yeah. the grizz went down there and uh, and pulled one out but uh, that was part of a undefeated run all the way to the national championship for that uh grizz team in terms of idaho state when it comes to the, the scout this week uh, they're down to uh their third quarterback i know that they like the young man that's playing quarterback but he's a youngster uh, doesn't have a lot of college experience, but does that make it hard to prepare uh, when you do have a first-year head coach, first-year coordinator, and now a guy you don't have a lot of film on uh, operating at the offense? Yeah, certainly, you know, but luckily for us, we're playing them in um, week five, so uh, we, we do have a little bit of a scouting report on them. But, uh, you know, and the, it helps us too. The other thing is uh, we've got some coaches that have been on that, uh, you know, been over there at Idaho State recently, so they know a little bit of their personnel and, um, the, this quarterback, he does a nice job. We, uh, you know, he's, he's not like a new guy. He's, he's started some games for him and has played, um, played a little bit this year for him. And he, he's got a nice arm and he does a nice job. So, um, we certainly have our hands full with him and, um, you know, we're just, we're just preparing, preparing like we do each week and, um, getting ready to go. Well, last thing for you then, uh, just keys for the Grizzlies, uh, if they're going to get on uh, the road and uh, get your first road victory of Big Sky Conference play. Uh, I'd say we got to start fast and we got to win the turnover battle. Easy enough. And uh, fittingly, that's exactly what your father said when I talked to him earlier today. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Robbie Houck joining us here uh, on Duana's Dower. Good start of the week. Robbie, uh, congratulations again on the uh, the all-time record and uh, your weekly award. And uh, go get them on Saturday. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks, Colter. Appreciate it. There you go. Robbie Houck, senior captain for the Montana Grizzlies. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story here before we take a break. Uh, my parents' seats uh, at Washington Grizzly Stadium, and I, I've told this background before, but my, my parents aren't from Montana. My mom has Montana roots from her grandparents, but my, my parents and their parents uh, were nowhere close to living in Montana until they moved here uh, in 1993, and I guess they, they both would have been 
what in their in their mid thirties at that point. And so um, my parents actually didn't even start going to Grizz games until uh, the early two thousands, maybe even mid two thousands. And uh, they ended up getting season tickets with some of our neighbors, and uh, it was when I was in uh, coming up in high school, and then um, a couple of my great friends went on to play for the Grizz, so that interested them as well. But they, they don't have any sort of Grizz or Bobcat alliance or anything that's really tied to Montana. They just like to go to you know, games and, and hang out or whatever. But where my parents got season tickets with some of our family friends was just uh, two or three rows in front of where the University of Montana coaches' wives sit. And so uh, Stacy Houck, Robbie Houck's mother and, and Bobby Houck's wife, uh, sat right there behind them. And my mom always tells stories about how when Robbie was a little kid, when he was, you know, an elementary school kid, how he knew so much about football from such a young age. Like he could diagnose the plays and knew what was going on. And he was such an educated fan cheering on the Grizz, but also just like had such a high football IQ for such a little kid. And so then hearing those stories of him then and how much he absorbed from living in a football household where his dad's the head coach at Montana and then UNLV, you can tell it really paid off. And I think that's part of the reason why he's so well-prepared. He can play so fast. I mean, he's an undersized guy, but uh, the the durability, more than the statistics, more than the accolades, the weekly awards, the durability and the football acumen are what just stand out to Robbie Houck. 44 straight starts at the University of Montana. A guy who has been the, the back-end captain of their defense for four years in a row, a guy who's made an unbelievable number of plays, an unbelievable number of open field tackles, and he's been a tone setter as well. His ability to run to the football, his ability to play hard on every single snap, I think I think it really leads the way for the Grizz defense. So um, kudos to him. You can dream it, but then you got to dream it into existence. You got to make it re- a reality, and that's exactly what uh, Robbie Houck has done uh, for the Montana Grizzlies. It's a cool story, and uh, a football family to be sure. Uh, the Hawks, and I know it's uh, special even if Bobby uh, Hauk won't necessarily express it in full fashion. Uh, it's been special for him. I know it has uh, for him to be coaching his son uh, here at Montana. The Grizz play at Idaho State on Saturday afternoon. We'll give you a couple more words on that and get you set up for the rest of the week as well to take you home here on your Wednesday. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Pound for pound, maybe my favorite band. I don't know. I know I always say that, but they're they're on the Mount Rushmore for Nuwana's. A little incubus for you here on your Wednesday. Thanks for kicking it with us. Hope you're having a great week. Supposed to rain tonight. It's uh, it's been hotter than uh, expected. At least the Jack Weatherman says so. Uh, these last uh, couple days, but enjoy it while it lasts. Winter will be here uh, soon enough. Miss anything in the show today here uh, on Nuanas Now? A uh, couple star safeties joined us. Ty Okada, hour number one for our Montana State Minute, and Robbie Houck, an hour number two for our Grizz Star of the Week. We also heard from Sam Herder. Hero Sports and Bet MGM talking about the FCS on a national level. Gave you some Grizz hockey tickets, broke down some Grizz hockey and some Missoula Paddleheads with Jeff Safford on the ESPN Roundtable. All of it can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast. 
Probably presented by the M Store, the Advocates, and the MSU Bookstore. Again, I am out tomorrow. I got to go take care of some family stuff uh, over on the other side of Lookout Pass. Uh, but I'll be back in the studio on Friday. But have no fear. We have a full slate of Nuanas now for you. You'll hear me on the radio a whole bunch. So we got Charlie Raggle, the head coach of the Idaho State Bengals, joining us. And we also hear from Bobby Houck, the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies. Those two teams play in Pocatello, Idaho on Saturday. Tom Carter, an outstanding multi-sport athlete at Helena Capital and in the midst of a great senior year for the Bruins as a running back and a defensive back. Uh, he'll join us as well. We're also going to hear from uh, Greg Woods, the beat writer for Idaho State for the Idaho State Journal. Andrew Houghton and Greg caught up earlier this week, so we'll play that for you. And I caught up with Scott Marsh today. He's the play-by-play guy uh, for uh, UC Davis as they make their way to uh, Bozeman to play Montana State on a nationally televised game uh, under the lights. So it uh, should be a fun rest of the week. We got some NFL coming up for you on Friday as well. Carol in the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, she's claiming that she needs 45 minutes this week because uh, Tom Brady and Giselle have hit the tabloids. They're on the covers of all the, you know, uh, pot-stirring publications that exist here in America. So, so she's coming in hot. We also, of course, got to catch up with Dane Oliver for our Garden City Spotlight, the Missoula Sentinel head coach. First time since we created the Garden City Spotlight, we will interview Coach O after a loss. But say, Lavi, nothing lasts forever, and uh, Sentinel will get back on the right track. It's also Crosstown this weekend, Hellgate Big Sky play. So we'll hear from Ryan Nelson of Hellgate and uh, Matt Johnson of Big Sky, too. All that the rest of the week. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.